Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another Whole Foundation Presents. And today, we're going to be talking about smart speakers. My name is Carrie Muth, and I am one of the sight loss instructors at Whole Foundation and Learning Center. And I am joined today by Hiel Espinal. Let's say hi. Now say hello, Hiel. You're probably muted. Hello. <laughs> and also our sight loss instructor, Michael Babcock. Hey, that's me, I think. That, that is you. Yay. Um, who's going to be doing our presentation. So um, he's going to talk about what they can and cannot do. Do we want them in our lives? I guess smart speakers are, can be interesting. Um, just a few reminders to please keep yourself muted because background noises can be very distracting. And he's going to do some questions and answers after he does a presentation. So at that time, you know, you can raise your hand to be called on. And the whole Foundation and Learning Center, we do have class um, workshops outside of what is listed in the ACB community calls list. And at the end of this session, I will give you information to contact Whole Foundation to get on their email list. And they also do a monthly newsletter. And I'll talk about the stuff at the end of the meeting. Right now, it's my pleasure to have Michael start today's topic. Well, thank you for that, Carrie. Thank you to Hiel and the entire ACB Media team for helping facilitate to get this to more individuals. So my name is Michael Babcock. I have been involved with Whole Foundation for uh, coming up on a year now. That is super exciting now that I think about this. And one of the first classes that I facilitated was the smart speaker class. So if you came to that class e um, event back in March of 2021, some of this may sound familiar, but of course, as Carrie mentioned, we'll be doing questions and answers towards the end of this. So please bring your questions uh, and I will answer a question that uh, I was emailed to prior. I was emailed prior to the class starting. Unfortunately, Jean Marie was unable to join us and she sent over a question. I responded to her via email, but I figure she may have some, uh, if she has a question, then others may have some similar questions as well. So let's start out by talking about what is a smart speaker and what's defined as a smart speaker. And the three that we're going to talk about are A-Lady, which is A-L-E-X-A. Oh, I need to give that disclaimer. I will hear in a moment. Uh, the Google Assistant and the HomePod with Siri. Now, if you have any of these devices, a Echo device, cancel if it activated anyone's a google assistant device and or a siri device i do recommend that you take an opportunity now to locate the switch or button on your device and mute it or unplug it unless you're listening to us on it because i will try my best not to actually say the wake word and we'll talk about wake words in a minute but every once in a while i will forget and it may set your device off so if you have an opportunity to go ahead and mute that out or uh, get it out of the room or go to a different room so you don't have that issue. So what is a smart speaker? A smart speaker for uh, all intents and purposes is something that you can talk to. And I'll, I'll explain why I say something and not just a speaker uh, shortly, but something you can talk to to get answers and or to control other devices in your home or in your life. The three major smart speaker providers are uh, Google, which produces the Nest line of products, and that can be slightly confusing. If you have heard a Google Home speaker or a Google uh, Home Max, and then all of a sudden you started hearing Nest Home speaker or Nest Home Max, Google has been rebranding their smart devices to line with the Nest products. So a Nest speaker and a Google speaker are very much similar, uh, pretty much the same, unless, of course, you've upgraded. There's the Amazon devices, which a lot of us are familiar with, and that's the ALEXA device. If you say her name 
or one of the other wake words, which again, we'll talk about wake words shortly, then you can start speaking to that device. The Amazon devices, like the Google devices, come in either a speaker form or in other form factors, such as clocks or touchscreens, touchscreen devices as well. Both Google and Amazon offer accessibility for the touch, for the display units that are smart speakers with touch screens built in. Uh, we'll get further into those in a moment. There is also the Siri or HomePods, which are primarily used for Apple users. So if you're an Apple user, then uh, you will probably get a good integration with your iPhone and a HomePod. So the difference in each of these manufacturers uh, can be substantial. For example, Google, I find to be more accurate for answering random questions. For example, I can say the wake word to activate Google and say, you know, how many more days are left of winter? Because I'm ready for spring. Or uh, what's the... Uh, square root of 75 or, or a different quick, just random question. Uh, another thing that I have found myself relying on Google for more is asking about specific famous people. I found Google to be very accurate at reading the results. Now, something that if you have used Google that you may be aware of is if you've used google.com and you type in a question, you'll find what's called a site snippet at the top of the page that often answers the question with a little bit of contextual information related to the question that you're asking. When a website has this type of information, then the Google Assistant uh, or Google smart speaker is able to parse that information and share it with you in an audible form by reading it out to you. In addition, Google will provide you information to answer your questions, but it will also ask, would you like me to continue reading or would you like me to read more? And when it does this, it's typically getting data from a website and or from Wikipedia. So keep that in mind. Now, Google smart speakers come in multiple different form factors. And I mentioned that earlier. There is the Google uh, Nest Hub. Uh, hold on. There's the Google Nest Mini, which is similar to the Echo Dot, if you've ever seen one of those. It's a smaller speaker, produces a lot of sound, not super loud, but enough to hear it across the room, and it has some decent microphones in it. There are a couple of buttons on this device to mute or to trigger the uh, volume to change that level and to play pause. Uh, these, uh, in most instances, are a capacitive touch surface, but it is fairly accessible once you figure out where you need to touch. But again, you can tell Google to mute or stop listening while you're just using your voice and you don't actually have to physically interact with the device. There's my favorite device, and I, I only like it because it sits in the kitchen and can help the sighted people in my life with being able to use it too. And that's the Nest Hub. I use the Nest Hub uh, every day. I set multiple timers with that, and I use it mainly when I'm cooking. I love to cook. So if anyone's in the Oregon area and wants some food, reach out to me and I'll cook you something up. But I love to cook and I can always just shout out, hey, G, uh, Google, uh, set a timer for potatoes for 15 minutes or uh, set a, a spices timer for 21 minutes or, or a sauce timer. Uh, I did learn the other day that the Nest Hub, which is what I have, it has a screen on it, and I didn't realize this, but when I would tell it to set a potato timer and the timer would go off, you would see potatoes on the Nest Hub. So you would know visually which uh, timer you have set. Uh, when I had a sauce timer set, it, it showed a picture of some sauce on it. So that was pretty cool, and I, I really enjoyed hearing that uh, from one of the boys that was helping me in the kitchen. There's the Nest regular. Um, I, I think there's an official name for it, but I just call it the Nest. And that is a bigger speaker than the Nest Mini. And it produces more sound. It has a slightly better microphone. And you can use that a lot of times in a living room or a family room to be able to have higher quality audio. 
And then there's the Nest Home Max uh, or Nest Max. And that is a $300 speaker and it has a lot of sound. It'll produce 360 degree sound. So it'll fill up a semi-large room with audio that you can use to entertain yourself and those who are in your household as well. Now, all of these devices use the Google Assistant. And if you have an Android phone, you may be familiar with Google Assistant. Google Assistant is great for adding to your calendar or for uh, setting reminders, making phone calls or sending text messages. And if you have an iPhone, but not a Android device, you can install the Google Assistant on your phone and that'll provide you a better experience. One last thing about the Google products, and then we'll move on to the Echo products, which I'm sure a lot of you are already familiar with, uh, is the Google Assistant can also come in third-party products. For example, JVL has a speaker or two or three that have Google Assistant built into it. These aren't Google hardware products, but they do have Google software in them. I have Sonos speakers in my house, and they could use the Google Assistant. Right now we have A-Lady set up on them, but they could also use the Google Assistant if I'd prefer to use that one as well. So Google smart speakers can be uh, definitely in multiple different factor or multiple different form factors, and you can listen to it uh, with different uh, devices. Now, a couple of real quick things that I wanted to mention that you can do with Google Assistant uh, before we move on to Echo is the uh, one of the cool things is you if you have little ones at home, you can tell Google to tell your kids a story and Google will tell a story. You can have Google remember things. So tell, remember, I left my keys in the drawer. And then you can say, where are my keys? And it'll help you with finding out where those are. You can also ask Google to uh, set a kitchen timer. We've talked about that. And to find your phone, if you have Google Assistant installed on your phone, um, then it will ring that assistant. Or if you have an iOS device, you can also set up your or your cell phone number to the Google uh, um, Assistant and have it ring that device, which is super helpful. You can have it do calculations and broadcast messages to other smart speakers in your home. So a lot of these things that we talk about are similar on the devices. And uh, we, when you, when you uh, hear about one of these, then you'll hear uh, some of the similar things. So let's talk about the Echo devices. So the Echo devices is often referred to as A-L-E-X-A, uh, and that's where you shout out A-Lady, except for you shout out the A-L-E-X-A word, and you'll, if configured properly, hear a tone that will tell you that the device is listening to you. Now, these also come in multiple form factors. There's the Echo Dot fourth generation, I have no personal experience with this, but I know several people that have. It's it's kind of like a spherical shape, and it has very good audio from what I have heard. There's the Echo Dot third generation, which is more of a flat speaker with some buttons on the top. I do have several of these around my house, and you uh, can use that to talk to and control media and other devices in your house. There are Echo Shows that will give you touchscreen access. I know an individual who uses the camera on their Echo Show because it will identify products by uh, looking at the product and doing product identification or barcodes. And all of these devices can be controlled with speech. The touch devices, the devices with screens, do sometimes display information on them for you to interact with with your finger and voice view, which is a screen reader available on Echo devices. The Echo device also, or the Echo ecosystem also comes in uh, the Echo Studio, which is the big speaker, comes in at around $200, and that has full room sound. And then Again, as I mentioned, I have Echo on my, or the A-Lady on my Sonos devices, and you can also get Echo 
<laughs> or LED in earbuds as well as in uh, smart rings, which is very interesting. And I have no experience with the ring aspect of it. I have had Echo Buds in the past. I ended up selling them for AirPods. So that's the quick rundown of Echo. You do have skills inside of the Amazon Echo devices. And what a skill is, is it's a application, if you're familiar with the term application, or it's a a uh, way to be able to interact with the Echo devices. Uh, some of the skills that I have had experience with is seven-minute workout, and that's the answer to Jean Marie's question that we'll talk about in a moment for Echo devices. And I've also used a couple of other skills that allow me to interact with smart home things, such as the Simply Safe uh, skill to set and uh, to set a alarm when I'm going to bed and set my uh, Simply Safe system to home. You can control the Echo devices again with your voice, uh, simply with a couple of the wake words. There's three, there's A-L-E-X-A, there's Echo, there's Amazon, computer, uh, actually, I don't know if you can use Amazon, but there's computer and then there's Ziggy, which is the newest one that is uh, typically associated with a male voice, but you can uh, set the wake word to Ziggy and leave it as a female voice too. So they're, they're innovating with the different voices and innovating with the different terms. And one thing to be aware of is you do need to use the ALEXA app on your phone. Um, if you need to make modifications or to change your device settings. Uh, and I'm checking something as I talk to verify that it is still a thing. One thing that some people are unaware of is the fact that you can uh, go and you can't do use all of the settings from it, but you can go alexa.amazon.com from a desktop computer if you want to make some modifications to your Echo devices on the web instead of using a smartphone or smart device. So we'll take questions in a few minutes, probably about another five to 10 minutes. So if you have questions, go ahead and get your hands raised to get first in line, and then we'll be glad to answer them for you. Uh, and Hiel will go over how we do that before we actually jump into questions. But one question that I did have that was submitted to me was, is it possible to set a high intensity workout timer on your A-Lady devices? And I didn't find a way to do that. However, I did find the seven minute workout uh, skill. And if you say A-Lady enable seven minute workout or A-Lady open seven minute workout, then you'll be able to get some exercise skills that are, um, it, that use high intensity training and it will have the timers already set up and you can work out with those skills and motivating music. So that's something that is definitely helpful. Um, and again, if you have a lady questions or Google questions or Siri questions, go ahead and raise your hand. Now, HomePod is the last one that I wanted to mention. And HomePod is an interesting uh, smart speaker. For example, Apple makes the HomePod devices. And they made HomePod, I guess they'd just be called HomePods or HomePod standards, that were about $300. Uh, they did change in pricing, and I never got to hear one of those. But I heard they had amazing sound. Primary use for HomePod devices is to uh, interact with music and be able to control your smart home with your HomePod um, as well. Apple has dis since discontinued the standard HomePod and now only offers the HomePod Mini, which comes in at $99 a piece. You can get multiple HomePod Minis and connect them together, and uh, you can control your whole home with the HomePod uh, Minis if you wanted to, or listen to music um, if you have smart home compatible things. So HomePod doesn't really have skills. The closest thing to skills that HomePod has are shortcuts that you can set up, but you can get general information from Siri. For example, asking Siri, like you can with Google or A-Lady, 
what's the weather like or what's the weather like in New York City uh, if you're not there. And, you know, you can go ahead and uh, put the HomePod minis in your living room or kitchen and set timers with them as well. And one of the cool features, if you are a iOS user or an iPhone user, is you can simply uh, transfer the music that you're listening to or the media that you're listening to on your phone to your HomePod. And that is pretty cool. I haven't had experience with that, but I've heard a couple of people doing it. And, and I'm like, man, I'm slightly jealous of the fact that you can do that. Also, if you use an Apple TV, you can use HomePod speakers to uh, HomePod mini speakers to automatically connect to your Apple TV and use them as audio output devices. Uh, and it's a pretty straightforward process to get those connected if that's something you're interested in doing. Um, and uh, HomePod, I mentioned it briefly, uses shortcuts to um, do multiple things at once. You can set up shortcuts on your phone, and then you can make those shortcuts available on your HomePod. It's a bit more of a convoluted process than just opening a skill because you have to build out the shortcut or find a shortcut that you trust that's reliable to enable it on your HomePod. But once you've got it all uh, set up, then you can use those by controlling it with your voice. And you trigger that by saying, hey, S-I-R-I. So she'll go ahead and listen to you or he'll, depending on what voice you have, and they'll be able to answer the questions that you have. Um, and so that's a quick overview of smart speakers, what you can do with them and the differences of them. Now let's talk a minute about what you should be aware of when using smart speakers. Um, one, privacy is a very privacy is a very important thing you should be I don't necessarily want to say concerned about, but aware of uh, these because they do listen to what's going on in your house uh, are devices that could be taken advantage of not often happening, but it is something uh, that I think some people should be aware of. I have a, a older relative who absolutely refuses to have anything that listens with the microphone in his house just because he doesn't want that information out there or going over the web. Be aware that all of these devices say that they will not listen until they hear their wake words, which for the Google is okay, G-O-O-G-L-E, hey, G-O-O-G-L-E. Uh, for Amazon, we already talked about those. That's A-L-E-X-A, Echo, Computer, or Ziggy. And you can uh, activate them by saying those words, and then they start listening. And then for Siri or the HomePod minis, it's H-E-Y Siri, and it will then start listening to you at that point. So they're not supposed to listen to you before you say the wake word, but of course, they have to be listening to something in order to interpret the wake word from what you're saying. Now, Google and a lady offer the ability to continue listening, which means if you say, what's the weather like today after you wake it up, you don't have to say A-L-E-X-A again when you... Uh, when you're done talking, after ALEXA is done talking, then you can say something like, what's the weather going to be like next week? And it will naturally infer that you're talking to the device uh, without you having to say that wake word every time. It's great for uh, telling it to turn on the lights and then asking what's the weather like outside or set an alarm and then say, turn off the lights, for example, uh, because then you're not just saying the wake word, turn off the lights, then the wake word, what's the weather like tomorrow? That becomes a bit redundant uh, when you are trying to get things done quickly. And then lastly, they all offer the ability for you to maybe not by default, but go into the settings and turn it on so you can hear a sound when it starts listening or hear a sound and or hear a sound when it stops listening. That way, as a completely blind individual like myself, you don't have to rely on looking at the device to see if there are lights on it to indicate whether or not the device is listening. And you can also, um, if you do have some site or you're in a household with others who have some site, uh, there are lights that will identify or signify if the device is listening to you. And then lastly, to be aware of it is 
All of these devices have the ability to turn off the microphones on my home Nest Hub, on my Nest Hub, not Nest Hub Max, but Nest Hub. There's a switch behind the top of the screen. You simply slide that switch over to the left and the speaker will state uh, the mic is off. On the Sonos devices, there's a, a capacitive button you can touch with your finger that will allow you to turn off the mic. So you touch that and it will say the mic is off. Uh, on the Google Assistant uh, Nest Minis and the Echo, Nest, uh, Echo uh, Dot devices, there is also a button on both of those to trigger it to stop listening. And on the HomePod minis, there's a button to disable them from listening as well. So that's what I have right now as a quick presentation. Uh, it took about 20 minutes or so, 25 minutes or so. If you have questions, I'd love to answer them. And I will hand it to Hiel to go over hand raising. And I see we have a couple of hands. So go ahead, Hiel, if you're there. I am here. Um, apologies for possible background noise. They decided to do maintenance today. Well, days. <laughs> um, so uh, the for the commands for the PC, uh, it is these are toggles: um, Alt A to mute and unmute, Alt Y to raise your hand and lower it. Um, on the on the Mac, it is option Y to raise your hand, command shift A to mute and unmute. On the telephone, it is um, star nine to raise your hand and star six to mute, uh, to unmute and we will mute you uh, after you're, you're finished. Uh, on a smart device, if you're using the Zoom app on your smart device, smartphone, um, there's a more button. I believe it is on the left-hand corner. You click on that and swipe to raise hand. And then um, to uh, um, mute and unmute, the toggle is on the opposite side of the more button um, on the screen, on the home screen of your Zoom. Uh, and we have some raised hands. We have four of them. Michael, are you ready for this? I am. Let's see if I have answers I, or actually, not. Actually, uh, Michael, can I give you one more thing? This is Carrie to be aware of. Yes. Um, shortly after I got my A-Lady, I was looking up stuff with my twin granddaughters who were like five at the time. <laughs> and it said, "Would and so we were looking up uh, Baby Alive's and it said, would you like to purchase this? And my granddaughter said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you might mention that real quick, you know? <laughs> yeah, I will mention that. Thank you, Carrie. I, when you said granddaughters, I remember that story because we've talked about that a couple times. I always forget <laughs> about it, but that is correct. You can go into the A-Lady device because it is an Amazon-owned product. It directly integrates with your uh, Amazon account. So that means that you can easily order stuff online, And but uh, that can have a positive repercussions and negative repercussions positive is you can order i don't know toilet paper for example and have it on your front step the next day uh, negative is your kids can order stuff so what you can do is go into the settings of your amazon device uh, of your echo device sorry and, and uh, set a pin so they have to know the pin number to be able to order stuff is that what you did carrie so your granddaughters didn't order random toys actually i just stopped that from being ah. able to order so yeah. Um, to, to prevent that. Yeah. yeah. But so, yep, so yep. that's an option too. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> dangerous and dangerous and dangerous. <laughs> oh, so what's the first person we have? Hiya. It, oh, and by the way, Amazon is a wake word. Um, I set oh, up okay. an, an, another device, yet another device in my home. And yes, it is a wake word. So, okay. um, first person is Jean Parker. Hello. You may unmute. Yeah. Thanks, Michael. Can you hear me? All right. Yes, we can. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I wanted to hop on this this afternoon. This has been very informative. So I was given one of these devices a couple of years ago. And, you know, in trying to figure out meaningful things to use it for besides, I don't know, games and sort of superfluous stuff, um, besides uh, playing endless loops of cat meows, which is <laughs> meaningful to me. Uh, however... 
<laughs> so over the holidays, I uh, took some time to really sort of get to know it a lot better and decided to purchase a second device. Mm-hmm. So I have um, actually three questions. Um, you're talking about some pretty in-depth settings. Um, I have found the app on the iPhone to be sort of flaky mm. in terms of accessing the settings. So are you saying that those are available on um, um, if you log into the website? Some of those settings are available if you log into the alexa.amazon.com website. Uh, you would log in with your Amazon account and right. uh, be able to see what settings are available. I I don't have any setup in my name. They're all in the boys' names, and I don't remember any of their passwords, or I'd mm-hmm. log in and take a look at some of those settings for you. Actually, I wonder. Yeah, because I have been, I think, through all of the, you know, device settings and set up your device and access your device and all that. And I don't find what you're talking about. So with um, what on the, in through the app. Okay. So you don't find what I'm talking about related to. Oh, like changing the name and changing the, um, you know, some of these other settings that you, that you've been describing. Yeah. So I understand. Uh, so apparently I do, I am signed into one of the Amazon accounts. So, give me one quick moment. So you can set things um, on the website. I think it might be worth taking a look at the website because I, I completely understand where you're coming from. It does sometimes seem like the app is very unreliable and yeah. uh, things don't seem to be where they are. The web interface does look a lot better. You can set okay. up uh, your music preferences on there. You can set up oh, okay. sports updates, calendars, photos, lists. Okay. Um, and so you can also, I believe, go in here and set up the wake word for your Amazon okay. account. Yeah, because there, there's, uh, there are tabs on the app for devices and communication and mm-hmm. when I when I uh, tap those and open those up, there's absolutely nothing on the screen that's spoken by voiceover. Ah, yeah, so, and and I admittedly yeah, I haven't been in. I know how to do. I know how to change it because I had to change mine. You say so you say, hey Alexa, change my wake word to Ziggy or whatever. And then there you go. Yeah. Oh, okay, that works too. Yeah, you can do that. Yep. Okay, okay. Question number two. I don't want to take up too much time. Um, so when I got this second device, the the um, the one that I uh, the new one is a fourth generation. The old one is, I think, a third generation, given mm-hmm. what your descriptions are. So what I find is that um, the if I play a stream, say from TuneIn Radio, um, and I play it in the in the Everywhere group. Um, it, it's fine. That's okay. That seems to be all right. But if I, uh, it, I have now begun to build a, a playlist of music, if I play that, the fourth generation cuts out. So uh-huh. I tried moving them. I have a two-channel network, you know, a, a regular and a, and a 5G. Uh-huh. So I moved them off the 5G onto the regular network, thinking maybe it was getting too crowded. That didn't help. Um, so do you have any theories why that might be? I do not. That is an interesting one, but I'm taking a look. And uh, so so if I'm under the third generation, the previous one is, is working like it typically would, right? Correct. Yes. Uh, but the fourth generation sometimes cuts out. Uh, it cuts out a lot. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's almost, it, it sounds almost like it's... Um, like it's not getting enough signal from the network, mm-hmm. but it is because if I stream something on TuneIn or some other radio, you know, some other internet um, stream or something, then it works fine. I, I don't know. So I don't have Amazon Music as a subscription. Is it? Right. Is it annoyed? Because I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's the issue, but I, I see where you can come, come with that. One thing you could possibly do, and I'm not sure if you've tried this, is try to unplug the third generation and see if you're able to play music regularly on the fourth generation and see if that makes a difference with only I one plug in. And, and yeah, and it does. Then it doesn't cut out. But it seems to me that, you know, I've got a good network here. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, I've got a pretty fat pipeline and, um, and, and so it should be able to hold both of them, especially since I moved them all, uh, moved them both to the uh, other part of my network. Yeah. Need to have either two third generations or two fourth generations. It doesn't like it when you do the third and the fourth. Oh really? There we go. Okay. There we go. Thank you. Okay, so they want me to. They want me to. Okay, they want me to. They want you, know, you to upgrade up. that okay, third one fine. to the to the fourth gen, uh-huh. or, or get a second third one. That That's what I was afraid you were going to say. Oh well. Hey, but they're often on sale. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hello, this is Howard. I couldn't figure out how to raise my hand, but I might have a solution to the lady who said her, her screen didn't do anything in the app. Yeah. What's that? Because I have one more uh, question after you get finished. You just updated to the latest iOS, and then you downloaded downloaded the latest uh, version of the uh, A-Lady app. I had a problem with that. The screen that came up, when I think I went, when I went to devices to try to interact with the device, all the screen would say is something about enjoy new features. Oh, and mine said something about plants. <laughs> yeah, mine had a... It was a screen that just had the words at the top that said that there's a button that doesn't talk at the bottom of the screen that you have to okay. And if it's a similar thing like that, once I okayed that, I was good. But where is it at the bottom left or the bottom right? In the bottom, actually, it was in the bottom middle, but I tapped all over the screen and it did not work. I can't remember how I actually, oh, I had to turn voiceover off. And then just tap and then tap around that it. area until you yeah. finally found the OK button. The OK button was there visually, but with voiceover on, you could not activate it. So does that fix it permanently, or is that like you have to do it every time? Well, well until the next update, maybe. I was afraid you were going to say it was the third, the mix of the third and the fourth that was the problem. So whenever okay. you do the Apple update, it always messes Whatever. something up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a given. So, um, my third question, and then I'll shut up, is um, I, I, and apparently a lot of other people, uh, can't get the um, skill to work to call Lyft. Has anyone ever made it work? That I can't help you with because they don't have Lyft in our area. But if okay. anyone else has any comments, feel free to chime in. Yeah, the account won't link or something. Ah. And- so I did a I did a search um, for intelligence on the matter, and um, apparently a lot of other people the 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 app or the skill in the skill store whatever they call it uh-huh. is only like two stars two point three or something. The app needs to be updated. Yeah, I'm seeing that that uh, a lot of other people are having that issue. So unfortunately, uh, we we need you to spend more money, try an update, and uh, you can't use Lyft. Uh, is is what it looks like are the answers to your questions. I'm very sorry. Okay, I'm done. Thank you so much. This has been very informative <laughs> and a lot of fun. Thank Good. you so much, Jean. Um, uh, so we're running literally out of time so if you guys uh, have your hands raised in response to another question and that question has been answered go ahead and lower it if if you are able to just to save us time and um yeah be a little bit more organized and the next person is diane's ipad what's your question diane you man mute okay well i um update well i can't i my A lady changed her name and sex. Mm-hmm. So now when she was a female, <laughs> I like wording it this way. <laughs> you know, I'd get personalized. Bit attention. of a gender bender. So I get personalized attention, you right. know, it, you know, good morning, Diane. And, you know, mm-hmm. as soon as I'd wake her. Okay, the Z-Man doesn't do that, but, he, and I, since I put, you know, got the Z-Man, he's either slow, deaf, 
or both. Oh, no. Sounds like you might need to change it back to the native voice. Uh, it shouldn't have, when you switch the, the voice and the name, it shouldn't have had any impact on the personalization. So you also might want to make sure that it's recognizing your voice properly. And you can say, wake word, who am I? Just to make sure that it understands who you are. Ziggy is the only male voice you get. All the other ones are female voices. I have three of them. One's called Computer, one's called Alexa, and one's called Ziggy. Ziggy is a lot slower, you're right. He's, yeah. He's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So change yeah. it to a female voice, it sounds like. No, I like the, I like the male voice because it it just is deeper yeah. and easier. It's different. Easier, it's easier to hear. Mm-hmm. And... um. I love, love, love saying thank you to him and getting his response. Yeah. yeah. If you just speak really slowly and articulate and speak loudly. I there can be go. right in front of him. I can be right in front of him and over him and everything. And it's just like he just doesn't want to pay attention to me. You just have to repeat sometimes. I know it's annoying. Yep. Yep. But I, I never had that with the woman. That a that a lady. Did you have any other more questions? Uh, no. I just you know wanted to make sure I it wasn't just me. No, no. Michael confirms it does the same thing to him. So we we appreciate you letting (laughs) us know that. Thank you. Thank you so much. So Belinda is up next. Hi, Belinda. You may mute. Hello. Hello. Michael, I just had one quick question for you um, about the Google Nest Hub and uh-huh. the Google Nest Regular. Could you uh, speak real quickly about the difference between the microphones and the speaker uh, audio quality? On so, so, yeah, the Nest Hub, uh, which is the one with the touchscreen, has decent microphones. It can hear me across the small, uh, small to medium-sized room. The audio sounds good, but I, I say if you don't need the touchscreen functionality and the, the cuteness of having uh, graphics on the screen, go with just the regular Nest because you're going to get better audio quality and par- probably, I can't, haven't tested it, but my guess is probably better microphones in the non-touchscreen Nest. Uh, nest does that make sense yes thank you so much no problem belinda thanks for coming and asking all right awesome so uh janice is up and you are on mute janice you may unmute me there you are i think nope no i also find that google's a lot smarter when you ask questions than the um than alexis yep i <laughs> agree with that michael Alrighty. uh next we'll move on tanya Tonya? Yes. Hello, Michael. Um, my name is Tanya and I'm from um, New York. Okay. I kind of, you know, got myself an Echo Dot mm-hmm. and I love it. I love it. I really do. Uh, I don't have no problem with it. I love playing my um, jazz music on it mm-hmm. and the sound quality. Oh, amazing. Yeah. So I'm not really complaining, but I do have a question. Uh, what is the Google, uh, uh, Google, uh, smart speaker Nest, uh, audio? So I, you're asking about the quality of the Nest audio? Yes. I would say for the Nest itself, just a standard, you're going to get a uh, higher quality audio than you do from an Echo Dot. Uh, the Nest Hub and Nest Mini are going to give you fairly comparable audio to the Echo Dots as well. Well, I'm sorry. I got to go over uh, I got to go over uh, Echo, Echo Dot anyway, because I, I love yeah. the sound quality. And not only that, it's the, um, you know, like the surround sound of the speaker anyway. Right. 
right. I love the, that. The full, the full room sound. Definitely agree. It's a yes. great quality. Yes. Well, well, thank yes. you for, for reaching out. Do you have any other questions? Nope, that's it. Thank the, you so much. The Echo Dot is a Bolsey speaker, and the Bolsey speakers are really good. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. thank you. Alrighty, so um, a uh, next person. Uh, let's go back to Janice. Janice, are you now able to unmute? Please. I guess not. Doug, you are up. Doug, you may unmute. Somebody is unmuted. I need, if you are not going to uh, speak, please mute yourselves. Doug, you are up. And that's Doug Hall, just to confirm. Uh, you yes. are uh, able to unmute with uh, Alt-A or Command-Shift-A or on the lower left corner of your mobile device. Okay. What about Janice? If Janice or Doug can unmute, feel free to go ahead and unmute. Um and if anyone else has any questions, feel free to Go raise your hand. Yeah, there's, uh, let's check out the time. About 15, to, ah, somebody just raised their hand. Oh, it's Belle. Hello, Belle. Belle. Uh-huh. You may unmute. And we see you, E.G. and Jane. We will get to you guys in a moment. Uh, Bell, if, Bell Mills, if you want to go ahead and unmute. Alt-Day. Um, Command-Shift-Day. Or I guess not. E.G., you're up. Hi, E.G. Oh, no. Are, are people able to unmute? <laughs> EG, yeah, it's your turn if you want to go ahead and unmute. There you are. There I am. Sorry. Uh, you might want to mention a couple of features that are good for security. One, which is the sound noise one that you can do a setting on where if there's glass breaking, it will notify you. Um, there's also that you can use that. I think one of the best features of smart speakers is if you have, a, let's say you trip and fall. You can, you can call an emergency number. You can ask the um, smart speaker to call the local police department or get the phone number and call the local police department or fire department, whichever it may be that you need to talk to. I think those are important things to know. Yeah, those, those are. And honestly, I, I forget about those features all the time because hopefully none of us have to use them, but they're good to have in your back pocket. Uh, and EG brought up a good point. You can set the A devices to listen for glass breaking and be able to uh, alert you of that. Um, you can also integrate the A devices with third-party camera systems. So if someone's at your front door, you can ask it to uh, initiate a audio stream with those cameras as well. That is doable. Um, and then yeah, uh, if you trip or fall. And then one other thing that some people don't use a lot or some people do is the drop-in feature, uh, most especially for kids or older loved ones who you're concerned about. You can set it up with their permission, of course, to uh, allow you to drop in and then you it would initiate a speakerphone conversation. So you can speak with that family member, but they don't have to do anything to answer it. You just drop in on them and you can have a two-way conversation with them as well. So thank you, EG. I appreciate that. Thank you, EG. Um, uh, see, Jane? Yeah. You may unmute. Hi. Um, just a quick question, Michael. I have a uh, Echo device that was a gift about six months ago. My nephew installed it. It does not um, talk to my iPhone. And I don't know if we didn't set something up correctly. Um, when I make a call, I ask it to call someone on my contact list, and it says it doesn't have that list. 
and then I can ask it to make the call with the phone number, and then the recipient of the call thinks it's coming from my nephew. Yep. So that what happened is your nephew had set it up with his uh, Amazon account. And so you might need okay. to go through the process to reset it and then set it up with your Amazon account, which is signed into the A-Lady app on your phone. And then it will synchronize your contacts for you and show you can set it to show your phone number on other people's caller IDs. Okay. So I uh, resync with my Amazon account. Yep. Reset it to factory defaults is what you would do. And then you would set it up with your Amazon account and not his Amazon account. Okay. And that's on the computer. Uh, you can initiate that process uh, from the device itself. And uh, then you would set it up with your phone. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> Appreciate it. Okay. Awesome. Um, so we have three people who are kind of stuck in line. So let's go back to Janice and see if she is able to unmute now. Janice? Doug Hall, are you able to unmute? While they are trying just a quick confirmation to force a Echo Dot to factory reset, you press and hold the microphone off button and volume down buttons at the same time until the light ring turns orange, uh, which will actually restart and then uh, tell you that it's ready to pair. It also makes a little sound, yeah. I believe, also. Yeah. Little ring and ding sound. Um, <laughs> Bell, Doug, or Janice, are you guys able to unmute? Uh, hi, Al. I don't know if you have this ability, but you, you might be able to prompt them to unmute if you press tab from each of their names. Yeah, I did. Okay. It's not, okay. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you, though. I just, yeah. it's not. Um, Otherwise, that's all I have. Uh, if we want to give it a couple more moments for them to try and then. Carrie can go through her spiel and we can wrap it up. Yeah, looks like they are unable to raise their hands. So, well, unable to mute. They have their hands up. Uh, rather, thank you. Yep. Um, the anybody else have any last minute questions, quickies? Just quick questions. So I will tell people that if I had to pick any of these as my favorite assistant, I think I might've mentioned it, but the Google products I would say is, is probably my favorite. Uh, Amazon is great, but I, I really like the answers to questions that Google can actually find the answers to versus Siri. I found this on the web, sent it to your phone or a lady, you need to have an app to figure or a skill enabled to figure that out. You can simply just throw a question out. And I've recently gotten into doing a lot of riddles with, uh, with Google assistant. And if you say, Hey G tell me a riddle. Uh, it's a very comical skill that it goes through where you got to go <laughs> through different rooms and, and answer riddles. So, uh, just something fun to play with. Also, real quick, um, since I use both an A-Lady and a Google Assistant, I agree with you. Um, I also find that asking very specific questions to the Google Assistant gets you very specific answers, not so specific with the A-Lady device. So, yeah. um, so if I want to ask, want to want to know, you know, how long and at what temperature do I cook? potatoes in the oven it will tell me versus give me a recipe so the more specific specific you are the better the answer is what the, I'm the more specific of an answer you get yeah definitely and yeah I, it's it's a definitely an experience if you are a podcast consumer and you consume podcasts i do recommend giving uh robin christopherson's dot to dot daily podcast uh episodes a listen they're five minutes and they demonstrate different skills you can do with the a lady so uh just a quick resource it's dot to dot podcast that oh, sounds pretty cool this is AJ. I was just going to add two things real quick. One is I use mine. Uh, I have both the um, Google and the Echo, but I use them for uh, listening to the radio. Mm. So I can, I can pull up a radio station and sometimes 
if I want to get the, um, I'm in Texas, if I want to get the, the morning edition from NPR, I can pull up a, a radio station anywhere in the country. Yep. It's really convenient and, and I can choose the kind of music. Second thing real quick is I listen to, I often ask for relaxing piano music on both. And when I do it on Amazon, I have no problems. It, it plays. If I do it on my Google, it wants to give me an ad between every song to, for me to sign up for YouTube premium. <laughs> you you can, EG, EG, you, can go, you can go into the Google Home app where you set it up and configure it to use uh, different music providers that you may have a paid account with too. But you're right. Amazon does just play what you want it to play and, and go on from there. Uh, but you can change YouTube music to not be your default music player on the uh, Google Home. Okay, thank you. So I got to say this, this is Carrie and I have the a lady. It's the only one I have familiarity with, but you know, like researching things, it's really interesting because I can ask it a question. I can ask my iPhone with Siri and get different answers. And sometimes I'm on my windows computer (laughs) (laughs) and, you know, so sometimes it works real quick for a real quick thing. And, you know, so, um, to me, it's kind of cool having the different ways to access information because, you know, sometimes it's easier to find it in one form or another. So, and um, so I'll go ahead and get going with announcements. I do want to say for our whole foundation listeners out there that we do have on February 17th, there is um, Lucy Edmonds does a lot of sessions in the ACB community, one of which is called Games to Play with Lady A. And she has agreed to come be our guest for a whole foundation session um, in February. So that'll be kind of interesting to see some of those games. And, you know, some of those games can be multiplayer and all kinds of fun stuff. So my granddaughters come over and we play silly games or, you know, trivia, whatever. Um, And I would like to just let people know that I think Michael's next session is going to be on February 8th, which is um, accessible. What is journaling. it? Journaling. Yeah. Yep. Thank you, Michael. Yep. Accessible journaling. So, so whole foundation has a, a few more workshops this week and these are Pacific time. So all you East coasters get to do the reverse that we do all the time. <laughs> So tomorrow morning at 10, we have Teresa Christian is going to talk about how to eat an elephant, what, how to get what you want and need in life. And then tomorrow afternoon, Hiel is going to talk all about Bookshare. So the last couple months, she, she did one on the Bard. Um, she did one on... What was that one? Oh, Audible. Uh And next month is going to be on Kindle. So this time it's going to be Bookshare. So, you know, that'll be a great session, especially for all the students out there and those people needing access to um, a lot of great information in books. Um, And then Thursday at one o'clock, we're going to have Kat Rogers come up and just preparing for Valentine's Day, whether you're friends, family, loved ones, or just you. And in the evening at 6.30, we're going to have Marja Byers is going to do one of her sessions. How are you doing and how are you dealing? And that's a great support group. The topic is whatever people come up with, um, wanting help with, or just hanging out and having a good time. So for those out there in ACB land, Whole Foundation often sends out post-session notes. So Michael, do you have some for today's session? Probably. Uh, I do, and I will get those over to you. Okay, perfect. And so if you want to be on that list, so during this session, I took a list of names, and if your name is on our email list, then those sessions will go straight to your inbox. And to and also Whole Foundation sends out a monthly newsletter. I also want people to know that February 3rd in the evening, E.G. Whiteswift, who's on this call, is one of the board of directors, and he's going to do a session, just, you know, chat with the board and trying to get feedback on our workshops and other services and, you know, getting ideas. And anytime people have ideas on workshops, they'd like to see, you know, make sure and reach out so we can try to get those scheduled. To contact the whole Foundation and Learning Center, you can dial 
503-668-6195. Again, 503-668-6195. You can also email oralhole at gmail.com. That is O-R-A-L-H-U-L-L at gmail.com. And Oral Hull was the original person who donated the 23 acres to the blind community 60 years ago. And the end of February, EG will also be doing a session on who was she and how one person can make a huge difference in so many lives. The other option is to reach out to us on the web at www.hullparkfortheblind.org. That's H-U-L-L parkfortheblind.org. We often end our sessions with jokes. Um, oh, okay. So there's some funny things you can ask Alexa. What do you want to be when you grow up? And I asked her this. And she told me she wants to be the computer from Star Trek. And then <laughs> I, and then, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I have twin granddaughters. I asked her to give me a family friendly joke. And her response was, what letter do twins like the most? Any guess? Mm. W. Uh. <laughs> and we have some words of wisdom words of wisdom or points to ponder those who are crazy enough to think that they can change the world are those who do and that was said by steve jobs thank you so much everybody for joining us for another whole foundation presents <laughs>